Welcome, welcome, guys. Today we're talking about playing your opponents. Play your opponent. With that, let's go ahead and dive in. Join us in some poker talk as we break down strategies, personal games, and tough spots so that we can increase our bankroll together. Welcome, 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 guys. First episode, welcome to Pokenomics. So this is essentially an intro video slash strategy. Um, some insights from yesterday's sessions that I played in. But overall, I just wanted to say welcome and I look forward to this journey with you guys and learning and sharing together. So first off, Pokenomics is your source for strategy, study, and learning. Now, this is from the lens of someone who is in the pits with you guys. I am also learning. I'm currently a low-stakes player. Um, and just just putting things together, guys. And it's really to share my journey with you guys, but also to correlate and build a community in the process. In the process. So with that out the way, let's share uh, yesterday's insight. So I'm currently reading a book by Jonathan Little called um winning at low stakes tournament and uh winning at low stakes poker tournaments specifically is the name of the the book and so essentially the premise of this book's this book breaks down playing the player and not the cards exactly well not exactly but essentially being able to to tell what your opponent is what, what type of opponent you're against, and then you play your range, etc., according to that. Now, this I've already known about, but was it was revolutionary in its simplicity because it laid out it laid out some insights that I was able to extrapolate from personal experiences. So, you know, some one of the the outlines was actually um, how to play against overly uh, loose, aggressive players. And to actually be able to look back at some of my recent games in my um, in my Google Doc folder and be able to compare and contrast those notes with what I'm learning, it was able, it solidified a lot deeper. So one thing that we can take moving forward from yesterday's um, uh, session, which I'm about to break down now, is simply to be aware of your opponent. So we hopped on to... A cash game. We was playing on Ignition Casino, and um, we was playing in a six cash, six cash um, game table, or table game. <laughs> and um, our, I don't know if it's our MP. See, a lot of this I'm still learning, guys. We're gonna break this down. We're gonna learn this together. But he was second. It, oh no, he was after me. That's what it was. He was right after me. And I isolated him as a fish primarily because he was calling. He was a calling station. He was calling almost every hand. And there was he was actually the chip leader. He was the chip leader for uh, a good bit. But then someone else came into the table. They started dominating some hands. They they took took a good portion of the, the table's money and they left. And then it was just him and, you know, some other players. But specifically, I was eyeing him. And he was calling a lot. And specifically, I wanted to sit back and primarily just wait and see what, you know, what he got to showdown with so that I can start to gauge him and some of his tactics. And 
what he was doing is he was actually passive. He was trying to trap people with his um, callings, but he didn't have anything. He, he, he was getting to the river and then bluffing. And he did this multiple times. And he actually did this to me specifically. There was a flush on the board. And I actually had the three of spades. There was four spades on the river, right? Um, we we make it down to, uh, I believe it was 5th Street. And he's a, he's betting into me. Uh, I checked. He bet into me. I folded after thinking a little while. And I'm glad I did because that piece of information is what allowed me to carry out the, the final blows on him. So he bluffed. He showed me a bluff on that flush, on that flush uh, river. He he bluffed, and so from there I just kept waiting, and um, I was able to get into some good hands. Got up, um, probably about about sixty percent of my, uh, I went up about sixty percent, and from there I was like, you know what? I was about to leave the table because I usually have a cutoff point, but I noticed he was still at the table, and he was just. He was he was all over the place. So I said, let me wait for a position, see if I can if I can snack one in here. And so from there, um, the final river that I played in was uh, him. He had uh, I had king and a five, and the flop was five jack nine. I think it was a pretty dry board. Uh, I bet into him because it was actually a continuation bet. I raised. And um, pre-flop, I raised because I knew that he was going to call. His range was pretty, pretty, um, pretty wide because he's been calling so much. So I I opted to raise. I bet into him on uh, after the flop and on fourth. And was it third? No, I checked on. I believe it was fourth and fifth stream after betting into him. Right now, here here's the the perspective behind this play. I know that he is going to bluff. And so what I wanted to do is show the king hit the board on 4th Street. That's what it was. That's when I decided to check. So I had two pair at that point, right, with a fairly dry board. But I checked on 4th Street just to see what he was going to do. And he actually checked as well. He checked behind on 5th Street. I opted to check as well. And this was essentially to trap him to see if he could um, would do anything. And that's behind the the play of building the pot up pre-flop so that he felt invested in the pot. And so after Fifth Street, I checked and he went all in. And I actually sat with this, guys, to actually see is this worth the call. The reason being is because maybe he checked behind Fourth Street with the king. Maybe he had king nine. You know, I had king five. So his king, most likely his kicker was beating me. And so I wanted to kind of sit there, but... Being able to gauge this player's tendencies, not to mention their pre, some of our pre hands, I had to take this hand. I had to, even if it was negative EV, that I still have to take it because we've already gauged this player and we've put ourselves in this position to capitalize on this. So that's exactly what we did. We went to the flop, nothing. I think he had a king. I think he had a king, but, um, I had two pair. Remember, I'm. you know what? I'm sorry, to, just to take that back. Even if he had the kicker, I had two pair. I forgot about that. So I don't know if he had king or not. Uh, what I'm going to start doing, guys, is I'm actually going to record these hands for us so that we can go back and extrapolate these points and put them into detail a little bit better. Um, I usually save most of my games in a document. 
And um, but what I'm going to do is just start writing it out, the, the hands that we can review here so that we can break it down and learn some more. But overall, what we can take away from yesterday's session is isolate the fish and also be aware of the player's tendencies. You know, be play the player, not the cards. Yes, poker, you got to be able to play the cards. But I feel like when you get to a higher level, you have to determine what type of player you're going against because that will be your strategy. You cannot have a universal strategy against all players. You won't win. And that's some of the, the dogma that has been preached, you know, when poker was coming around, you know, maybe 40, 50 years ago in some of these earlier books. From what I've read, it's, you know, tight is right. And yes, in a specific scenario, but you have to be able to isolate opponents now. Now, in today's day and age, most a lot of players are competent. So you have to play the player and you got to put yourself in those high EV situations to capitalize. So, yes, overall, yesterday, what I've learned and I'd like to share with you guys is simply to gauge your opponent. Gauge your opponent and from there, put them in a tough position. Put them in a tough position. So with that, that's it for today's episode, guys. I look forward to sharing more. Um, this was a quick session. I just wanted to get this started for us. Pokenomics, baby. We're about to break some stuff down. Um, so, yes, got that moving and grooving. Um, next week, this is going to be a weekly podcast. Got some guests lined up for us as well. Uh, but I want to keep this relatively simple so that we can take away the points that's needed. Uh, but feel free, feel free to um, to message me. I'm, I'm usually on Twitter, OX underscore Leo underscore XO. I'm going to put it in the description. Feel free if, with any ideas, feel free um, to message me on Twitter or tweet at me and we'll go from there, guys. So with that, until the next one, talk soon.